Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Freedom Through Faith. Prepare to be blessed as pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau leads us into the anointed study of the Word of God, teaching and empowering you how to impact your world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, teaching you how to receive the blessings and provisions of God and how to walk through this life with Freedom Through Faith. And now, here's Pastor Robert Thibodeau. We now rejoin today's message already in progress. They hate to read or even entertain the story of two unlucky cities named Sodom and Gomorrah, which disappeared in a cloud of smoke and fire. And that is, to an extent, understandable. Because random destruction is indeed hard to accept. It would be much easier to blame the victim. I know, let's blame Lot's wife. After all, she was the one who dared to turn and look back when she had been distinctly told not to do so. As a result of that, she got what she deserved. She was turned to salt. She must have been wearing loose and exposing clothes in that city to be part of that city and being accepted there. Why was she longing for her friends that she left in Sodom unless she was sympathetic to what they were doing? What was she doing when she was walking out of that town or walking around that town anyways? Or we could blame Lot's daughters. Yes, let's blame them. Because if homosexual is considered sexual perversion, well, certainly incest is something even worse. Better yet, let's blame Lot. I mean, we just read, he tried to prostitute his daughters as a replacement for the angels who all the men of Sodom really wanted to have sex with. And since we're playing the blame game in this nation, let's blame the conservative right and the progressive left for not being able to see eye to eye on this matter. Surely, some compromise could be worked out. Or, as we started our study today, we can blame Billy Graham. He's the one that started this because he dared to put into print a casual statement made by his wife. So who's the blame? Here's enough blame here to go all the way around. Why did God find it necessary to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah? You know, a few months back, I watched on the History Channel uh, a video or story or whatever. The subject was Sodom and Gomorrah. That caught my attention, so I wanted to watch it. 
and the video features the ancient biblical cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. And it presents information from Bible skeptics who doubt the accuracy of the Bible concerning what actually happened to Sodom and Gomorrah. The video clearly stated it was not sexual perversion that caused the city's destruction. It was because they lacked hospitality towards their guests. The video completely overlooked what was written in the Word of God that we just read. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange, or the Greek word means different, or other flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. That's in Jude chapter 1, verse 7. And that term, going after strange flesh, is plainly revealed in Proverbs 7, 5, and again Romans 1, 26 and 27, that they may keep thee from strange women, from the stranger which flatters with her words. For this cause God gave them up to vile affections. Even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the, spiritual, or leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another. Men with men doing that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves the recompense of their error which was right. God, the only true God, the only living God, all the other gods on the earth are dead. We serve the only living God. And God shows wrath by giving men and women up to vile, unnatural affections. The term vile affections means passions that dishonor, disgrace, shame, degradation. What this means is passions that can't, cannot be controlled or governed in the manner we currently are attempting to engage in at this moment in this nation. It means we cannot run loose and wild no matter what the government says you can do. That means that the U.S. Supreme Court or the President of the United States or the Senate or Congress or the LGBT, or any other civil rights groups, they have absolutely no authority to have a final say in this matter. God's word is the final authority. And that's what it means. God is the one in charge, not man. Why did God punish and destroy Sodom and Gomorrah? Again, God's answer can be found right in the book of Ezekiel. Now, this was the sin of Sodom. This is the reason. Ezekiel spells it out. She and her daughters, the city surrounding them, were arrogant, overfed, unconcerned. They did not help the poor and the needy. They were haughty, and they did detestable things. Therefore, God did away with them, as you have seen. They did not want to have God. They didn't want to 
even give God place to do anything in their life. They refused to accept his presence. They did not approve of God. They did not approve of Lot's God. They would not recognize him or his authority. They refused to acknowledge him as God. Therefore, the Bible is clear. They were given up to a reprobate mind and then wiped off the face of the earth. And if God did that to America, uh, to Sodom and Gomorrah, as Ruth Graham said, if he doesn't do the same to America, he has to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. So who's to blame, really? Who is really to blame for the state that this nation is in right now? Each and every one of us. That's why judgment will come to America. Every person in this nation is responsible, including yours truly. That's who. That's who's responsible. Brother Bob, how can you say that? Because we're to blame. Because we allowed Satan to dull our minds and our hearts to the point that America is no longer considered a Christian nation. We are simply a nation that has Christians living in it. And that is a sad state of affairs. There are many individuals in society that are on the road to Sodom and Gomorrah. And we need to not only heed the warnings, but voice the warnings that the judgment of God is implied and will soon be unleashed on this land. Yes, there are many voices speaking out on this issue in America today. But I personally believe that the church, the church, the clergy, the members of the body of Christ are not speaking out enough. Oh, you get a one here, one there. Many voices. But of all the voices involved, there is only one voice that truly counts. The voice of God Almighty Himself. And I can hear God say, even today, if my you, you know the scripture, Second Chronicles seven fourteen, if my people who are called by my name will just humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then I will hear that from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. Amen. The church is at fault for not speaking out. The pastors and ministers and clergy from all aspects of religions and Christianity in this nation are at fault. The church is not, I mean, the church is at fault for not protesting against these abominable decisions by national, state, and local leaders who insist on supporting issues God has deemed an abomination. The church is at fault 
by electing ungodly leaders who stand for, do, promote, and support what God has called abominations. The church is at fault by claiming to be Christians and to stand for Christ, but at the same time support, promote, and endorse ungodly candidates for office simply because of the color of their skin or because they have a D behind their name. Now, don't get me wrong. I am not speaking out completely against the Democrat Party. Nope, not at all. There is enough blame to go around. The Republicans are just as much at fault in this mess, if not more, than the Democrats. Why would I say that? Because when they held the power in office, when they held the majority in Congress, when they campaigned and promised their electorate base that they would fight against these immoral things and they were elected and put into power to do so, they failed to live up to their word because of public opinion. They refused to initiate legislation which would overturn the Supreme Court's decisions. And they refused to address or overturn illegal and immoral executive orders. They refused to stand against tyranny and instead, as I said, caved into political pressure to just go along with the flow and support abominable lifestyles as an alternative lifestyle, a free choice in this land. We, as a people in this nation, are not called to go along and get along. We are called to stand for the Word of God, period. You know, you cannot say you are a Christian unless you stand for what God says, regardless of the popularity, regardless of the backlash, regardless of political consequences. The sins of Sodom and Gomorrah are now the sins of of the United States of America. And we can see warnings. God never brings judgment without warnings. Well, he didn't warn Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh, yes, he did. He had Lot living there. But Lot made the choice to go along and get along. How do you think he got elected or selected to be a judge sitting in the seat of the city? There is a choice that you can stand for God and face it all. All that the world has to throw at you. Or you can cave in to political pressure and turn your back on the Most High God. The founding fathers of this nation would turn over in their graves if they seen the spiritual condition the United States is in today. There is no excuse valid before God about what's happening in the United States today. 
Not one excuse. There is no reason you can offer of why judgment should not be poured out in America right now. And I believe we're seeing the first pains of this judgment as our cup is now full of iniquity. Drop by drop is now being added and is spilling over the brim. You see drought in the West. They say the 100 year drought or whatever. Absolute devastation to crops. In the Midwest, they're being flooded out. Floods wiping out crops to feed this nation. Unimaginable bitter cold in the north. Unrelenting hurricanes in the south. Tornadoes rampant throughout the mid section of this nation. What was this? It's just a, it may have been last year, I can't remember. Something like 40 some tornadoes in one day. These are all warnings from God. We now have fallen in the eyes of the world to a nation that's no longer to be respected or feared. People in this world don't even care about us anymore. We have fallen to such a spiritual decadence that other nations look at the United States as missions territory, much like we would look at third world nations 50 years ago. They are actually raising up missionaries, say Chinese missionaries, etc., to come to the United States and be missionaries to this nation, preaching Jesus Christ as the the penalty for the sins of this nation. How things have changed. The sins of Sodom and Gomorrah, I say again, are now the sins of the United States of America. The same sins they did then are now acceptable as normal in the United States. They rejected God and even threatened to rape and abuse righteous Lot if he didn't cave in to their political pressure and give them the visitors, the two angels disguised as human beings. And I want to bring your remembrance what the Bible says about doing good to all because sometimes you entertain angels and are not aware of it. That's what Lot was doing. He's seen two righteous men. He didn't know they were angels until this event happened. They wanted to have gang sex with the visitors Lot had in his house. Now today, as the few Christians who said who actually have been speaking out on this and more ruling by the Supreme Court concerning legalizing gay marriage, where does it stop? Just a year or so ago, I heard somebody say, what's next? Well, next you'll see the transgenders demanding their rights. You'll see pedophiles wanting their rights. 
And what do we see today? Transgenders now have the right to go into any bathroom they choose. That means pedophiles can now claim to be transgender, dress up as a woman to go into the girl's bathroom, and nobody can say anything about it. There are even reports now that I've seen where pedophiles have attempted to kidnap or rape young kids in the woman's restroom. And nobody can say anything about it. Oh, we can arrest them and charge them with this attempted kidnapping. But because he was in there? No, you can't say anything about that. We are now just a few months after this immoral, ungodly rulings to the point where a year or two ago, people said this was next on the list. The LGBT, the ACLU, the gay rights organizations are all, you know, they're, they're never satisfied. You give them one inch, they want the mile. You give them one mile, they want ten. Where does it stop? At what point does God finally say, that's it, America's done? Well, he won't do that. Oh, yeah, I hear preachers, I hear some of them, some famous preachers say, God will never bring judgment to America. He will remember us. He formed Israel because he loved Israel. He loved his people, the Jewish people. And America was formed by people who loved God. So he will never allow anything to happen to us. Though the whole world may be judged, you will be protected. That is false prophets lying through their teeth. That's nowhere in the Bible. He judged Israel. He had them overrun twice. The third time he had them dispersed for 2,000 years. Think about it. What makes the United States think God loves us more than he loves Israel? That God will not judge America just because we have in God we trust on our money. That God won't bring judgment to America just because we were formed over 200 years ago loving God. But the last 50 years, 60 years, we've turned our backs on God, spit in his face, shrugged his arm off our shoulders, kicked dirt on his shoes. America is falling under judgment. Mark my words. God is not going to sit back and allow this to continue. Now, up again, I'll say it again. Up until that day when the cup of iniquity is full, there is still time to repent. Up until that day, up until that exact time when even Christians accept ungodliness as normal, Up until that moment, there will be mercy. Not mercy because God doesn't care what we do. Not mercy because God loves America. But mercy because of the patience of God. Waiting for people to repent of their sin. 
and God's mercy and his patience will turn to judgment once our cup of iniquity is full. And as I said earlier, that cup is full when it is considered normal in any society to accept what God says is an abomination. When God says this is wrong and you say, God, you're wrong, we're right. That's when your cup of iniquity is full. So where does that leave the United States of America? My friends, it, and in a nutshell, it leaves us under judgment. Although it may not have been poured out completely, we see signs indicating that time is almost here. Famines and earthquakes, etc., that Jesus warned about are now beginning to happen all over America. The time for those who have an ear to hear is running out. The time for them to make a decision that they will not tolerate or participate in or support what God says in abomination and which will bring about judgment is about to run out. You know, when you watch professional basketball on the, uh, on the television and stuff or live, Back when I was in school as a teenager and all that, the clock just said, you know, five, four, three, two, one, zero. But now, I think the last 10 seconds or something go actually into tenths of a second. And you see the running clicker da, 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 as it counts down. That's where we're at. We are already in that zone where the tenths of a second are just flipping off da, 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 like that. That's how close we are to the end of the game, which will bring about judgment. If you have never accepted Christ as your Savior, today, right now, as you're listening to my voice right now, today may be one of the last days offered for you to do so. Because the true Christians, the followers of Christ, those who have been born again, into the kingdom of God, have the promise they will be taken out of the judgment as it is about to be poured out. The promised judgment of God, which has been described by virtually all of the prophets, and you can read it yourself in Isaiah, and Jeremiah, and Ezekiel, and, and the book of Revelation, talk about by Jesus himself is about to be manifested in America. And if you've never accepted God's only offer of escape, His only offer of eternal life through His Son, given to mankind in complete payment for their sins, the only offer God makes, then this day is for you. And I need you to pray this prayer with me right now. Father God, I am so sorry for my sins. I realize things I've said, things I've done have gone against your word and I am guilty as charged. But now, Lord Jesus, I plead your blood over my life. 
Forgive me, Jesus, of all my sins. I believe you paid the complete penalty for all of my sin. And I now accept you as my Savior. I ask you to come into my heart and be my Lord. And I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. If you prayed that prayer, email me at brotherbob at ftfm.org. And remember, be blessed in all you do. You have just heard a message of encouragement from anointed pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau with Freedom Through Faith Ministries in Baltimore, Maryland. For more information on the Freedom Through Faith Ministries or to invite Pastor Thibodeau to your church, please visit our website, www.ftfm.org. That's FTFM for Freedom Through Faith Ministries. Again, that's ftfm.org. Until next time, when we gather together around the Word of God, be blessed. And remember, we serve an awesome God. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.